0: Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that. Here's Heaney from the boundary
1: line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary podcast. I'm your host Pez. I'm here with Source, and uh, what a big round three it was in the AFL. We're heading into round four, and we've got uh, plenty of things planned, including the the world famous bet slip source. But uh, a few things from the round. What did what did you think? G'day, Perry. Uh,
0: really, really surprised, mate. We are 54 seconds in, and you didn't uh, mention Max King and uh, taking over the league and the the big. I, th- I thought we were for sure going to hear uh, probably 48 minutes, 50 minutes of our podcast all about the king.
1: The great well, king. I called it, didn't I? How many times do I have to call it, Sauce? You know, <laughs> I only called it in this um, preseason. He's on track for his uh, 60 goals, like I said, and uh he's ready and raring to go. Lots of different stats about Max King. And uh, in the bet slip, you know, I'll put a little Max King most goals added with a couple of other things that let me down. But the Sauce just goes in, looks at that, and then, Goes, all right, I'll steal that. Oh, Steals the bet, so you believe the hype. Subliminal messages, that's all it is,
0: Perry, uh, because you continually have been raving on about this in text messages and emails on the pod. And you know what? I, I just, it was just muscle memory. I just
1: went through the sports bet and I, I didn't even think, Perry. So you, you've well, done a good the, job there, mate. The best thing was last week on the show, Source, so I just said, um, yeah, he, he only needs one quarter to kick the most goals, and yep, he, he yeah. did it one quarter. You he did, did pick the wrong
0: court. quarter, though. <laughs> last week you were saying it was the first, Pez, but uh, it was the last, and uh, what a last quarter it was, you know, completing that uh, decent sort of well, – it wasn't really a comeback, but it was a, a decent sort of finish for the saners and uh, maybe the Tiger
1: dynasty is in uh, ruins, Pez. How many points do you have to be down for you to consider it a comeback, Sauce? Mm,
0: what's the rule? It's so uh, probably three goals, four goals. I think it's a comeback. Yeah. Well, if Richmond were up by 25 points, I guess it was a comeback then, wasn't
1: it? Uh, I definitely think it should be six goals then. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a smartass and say 26 points. If, if I couldn't remember exactly I couldn't points. remember exactly what it was. <laughs> that would be good. But you, you speak about St. Kilda and Max King and the good things, and uh, you've got to speak about the bad things from the round. And uh, my, my long-lost friend, North, how are we? How wow. are the listeners? How are we going? Uh, over a 100-point loss, and that wasn't the worst thing. Uh, that was on the tv or if you're at the ground did you see the putrid jerseys that uh north had on <laughs> unbelievable i mean it was not the best preparation for north
0: melbourne uh, pez because they, they were listening to our pod and they were surprised and they were shocked and they didn't know that they, they didn't know themselves because you actually backed them to cover the line pez and geez were you wrong uh 42 a points pez 100 point shellacking the first one of
1: 2022 um incorrect i didn't I didn't think they'd cover the line. I, I actually pushed it out to 69 and a half. I thought, surely they're not going to get done by 70 plus. But um, the shocking jerseys, they just, I don't know. It's it was trying to take the attention off the football pairs, because, but it wasn't a and successful. They, they have that shit club with the oh, shittest jersey Jesus. I have seen. Like, can, can you believe it? if you've got a shitter jersey, go at behind the bound and, and, and put it on and, and give it to me. You've got the St. Kilda yellow jerseys. It was poor. we know. The golden, golden silver, I think it was, that Hawthorne had running oh, around. Oh, the Power one Ranger
0: year. one, the white Power Ranger, the orange yeah, but, MM
1: ones. But this North one, I, tell you, I don't even want to speak about it anymore because it's a, a joke of a club. But, um, yeah, we, we might have to move on before I say something that we might regret. <laughs> yeah, I mean, North fans are already regretting turning on the pods, so we wouldn't want to
0: lose them <laughs> already. But uh, let's get into our first segment of the evening, Pez. Uh, bring your own hashtag.
1: Hashtag. Oh, 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 this is it. just one more quick thing about uh north their logo is so <laughs> shit as well like that kangaroo with the the north over i just um just was looking at it source during that intro and um yeah no good Yeah, but first, bring your own hashtag is hashtag get over it Pez leave
0: North (laughs) alone. Uh, But we will get into it. And what we do for bring your own hashtag it is where we talk about one of the either the uh, news stories from the week or something that caught our eye uh, during the round, and we put our own sort of spin to it. A little bit of a hashtag. Hopefully, it trends on Twitter or on all our social media feeds. uh, Feeds Pez. First one Pez. We had there was a lot of conversation last year about the stand on the mark rule and having players stand, and they seem to have adjusted. But have they adjusted a little bit too well? There are a lot of teams using the stand on the mark rule or the you know the man on the mark rule to their advantage. You know the likings of Collingwood, who I noticed on the weekend were standing quite far off back off the mark. Uh, we had some teams that were running at the person who was kicking the ball and then diverting last at the last minutes, trying to try and get fifty meter penalties. Pez, first topic of the night. Give us your opinion of this stand on the mark rule.
1: Yeah, well, there's a couple of different ways that clubs uh, take advantage of this source. And uh, of course, if there's a new rule to try and create more scoring, teams are going to try and adapt and they have. Uh, So one rule is the umpire is so worried about saying stand to the player that the player is actually creeping up and getting uh, half a meter to a meter uh, more. And he has to stand there anyway, but he's getting more, um, he's getting closer to the kicker, really. So the kicker has to kick from further back um, and go from there. And it might seem like a small difference, but it, it can make a big difference if it's time after time and then you get your your defense ready, your defense behind the ball. So that's one thing I've noticed, Source. The second thing is the Collingwood example you said, they actually go five meters behind and they're able to move laterally. They're able to move side to side um, and able to go. So if teams are onto it, Teams have to move the ball quickly because they can get an extra 10, 15 meters uh, against the side like Collingwood. But if Collingwood are doing that, you've got to be set up well behind the ball, ready for that long kick in as well. So uh, just a couple of things there. I don't think it's a good look on the game. And when the umpire is saying stand and the guy's still stepping forward, you kind of like defeats the purpose of the whole rule. Yeah, especially when, they, when they're going for goal pairs. Like, you know, I saw a couple of times on the
0: weekends where straight away they're like yelling out stand or they're yelling out two metres back, two metres back, two metres back. And it's like if you have to be told three times, well, then that's clearly holding up the game, blow the fifty meter penalty. But I, I want to talk more about the the way that um, the teams are using it, as you mentioned, so they're standing off the mark. But I think the other advantage that they're having is they're leading their players and the offensive and defensive players right into that person, diverging last minute and getting a fifty meter penalty. I'd like to see a new rule come in, Pez, where that if you are in the protect, if you're the offensive team and you go into that protected area, it then becomes an automatic play on. So you know how they're telling the like the, the offensive players to go away? If the offensive player then goes into that protected area, it's an automatic play on. I'd like to see that come into the game and it would make it a little bit more interesting. And it would clear up that congestion in the, you know, around the person kicking the ball, especially shots of goal, that you know, when they're trying to switch the ball across the ground into that fifty, you know, into the middle of the ground. I'd like to see it go.
1: Well, you like to add more rules in source. I'd just like to take it away and uh, let the play let the players move laterally on the mark. And I, I don't think it's you know, adding A lot to the game, and it's just adding more strategy and and more other things. But I like how you're thinking of a solution there, Source, and you're actually, you know, you know that the AFL aren't going to take their beloved rule away and you're trying to fix it as best we can. But um, stand on the mark. What what's your what's your hashtag for this uh, ludicrous rule?
0: I mean, you you alluded to it already, Pez. It's it's very easy. It's ban the stand. I, I don't believe that we need to have that in the game. The standing on the mark rule is is ludicrous. I think they all they need to do is, you know, control the players who are playing on. So ban the stand. Go back to the way it was. The free flowing football will come. We saw some of the best, you know, games of the football on the weekend. The way they were free flowing and high scoring. This is not a contributing factor, especially seen as one of the one of the high scoring games was the Collingwood game, and as we spoke about, they do five minutes off the mark anyway, so it's not effective.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just going to agree with you, Source, because uh, <laughs> what how, what else are you meant to say? I could put another word on it, but that's what we want. We want um, ban the stand. We know it's not going to happen, so we're we're just talking a, a bit of trash here about it. But it is interesting if you if you are watching the footy this weekend. Just, just notice about when the umpire says stand and what the players are doing uh, before that umpire actually says stand and he, he can't keep them on the mark exactly where they the player actually marked it. So uh, it's quite an interesting find. The second thing we're going to speak about in the second part of this segment source is comebacks. We had a few uh, amazing comebacks on the weekend. It started uh, with Adelaide uh, winning after the siren in Port Adelaide where uh, the player that got the free kick uh, with one second to go didn't actually take the kick, uh, walked off with a head injury or a neck injury, and then uh, turned back around when Jordan Dawson kicked the goal and came (laughs) back and celebrated with his teammates. So that's a bit controversial there. The other uh, comeback, which was absolutely unbelievable, was Geelong actually coming back and winning uh, against Collingwood after Collingwood went on a a tear. They kicked about seven goals in a row uh, during the game there and, and then still lost. And then the other comeback was Hawthorne, Uh, Over Carlton after that first quarter. They didn't quite get over the line, but I didn't hear a lot from the Carlton fans uh, as we did after round two, source, because they're a little bit uh, hearts in their mouths and uh, lucky to get away with one there. Yeah, I mean, the obvious thing that you want, you know, all the fans
0: know I'm going to talk about is. Uh, the, the Geelong game and how good it was, and how well that Geelong actually stood up for their captain, who was breaking uh quite a, a decent sort of record, old sticks uh, record of most captain games. But I'm actually gonna I was tossing up between the other two games pairs because you know awesome Dawson, hashtag awesome Dawson, great way to finish you know new club a great way to, to kick after the siren he absolutely butchered the kick let's let's be clear about that that was going every way which way but I'm gonna stick with the the, the Carlton Hawthorne game and um the importance of the comeback and actually you know Carlton actually hanging on so hashtag almost blew it very clever little pun there Pez blue on blue Um, and there was uh, mainly because I was at the pub watching it and the guy in front of me watching the emotions of this poor gentleman uh, going up and down as a Carlton fan uh, and the importance of them actually holding on this is a game many times that you know the last five or six years that they probably actually end up losing the game by maybe 10, 15 points, and for them to hold on and to, you know, even lose the lead in that last five minutes and then get it back um, and hold that composure, yes, they should have beaten um, Hawthorne by 30 or 40 points, but I think it's really, really good for, for Carlton to be able to get that win, set them up 3-0, and and, you know, it's it's a Hawthorne loss, which which I love as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and you definitely would if you you were looking at our, our bet slip as well. Source with uh, Carlton, you needing Carlton to kind of kind of save your season, which we'll speak about a little bit later. But um, ha- hashtag for me, uh, final crow because they, they did get the final crow and put the power out uh, at Adelaide Oval. But it did act like they they kind of won the premiership. They they kept the cameras on, and I know the showdown means means a lot, but the coaches down there um, hugging all the players going around and um, Jordan Dawson, what a, what a way to, in his third game, kick a goal after the siren uh, for the Adelaide Crows to, to beat Port Adelaide, who uh, go to zero and three source and uh, have a very, very poor start to the season. And lots of things are being spoken about that club where the CEO has to come out on Twitter and uh, calm the fans down and everything because uh, that that town over in South Australia, the whole state of South Australia, uh, is, is full of the Adelaide Crows colours and uh, the teal has just gone under the carpet for the time being. Under the carpet, pairs, it was pretty, it was un, unusual to
0: see a showdown, a home game for Adelaide, you know, and obviously there's going to be a, a bigger portion of Adelaide fans, but, you know, you don't see. You look at the any game in, in Melbourne where there's you know two rival clubs and when it's their home game, you normally have a you know 30 split. This was ninety percent Adelaide Crows. They had this game won before they even had played it, and well, should I say actually Power had this lost um, even before they played it. Really concerning for for, for Port Adelaide, and they're going to go zero and three, uh, and they're not looking good. That was a, a very winnable game. They should have won that game, especially in the position they were. But um, yeah,
1: Adelaide, yeah, sorry Port Adelaide are in trouble. That, that talks about the hatred though, because the reason Port Adelaide fans didn't show up is because it was an Adelaide home ground, yeah. and they didn't want them to get money for the ticket sales. So they're like, "We'll stay home and watch it on TV because we're not giving Adelaide any <laughs> any any money." And I thought, Jesus, it's clubs in Melbourne, you don't care whose home game it is. You 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 know, pay for your ticket, you go to the footy. But that's how much this means to to those two teams in South Australia. And isn't it fantastic for footy? Yeah, a lot of hostility there, Pez. And uh, speaking of
0: hostility, this gives me a perfect segue. Uh, the reason we were late a little bit tonight, folks, was uh, Pez. Pez is mad. And it, uh, we, we really don't really have a, a proper hashtag or a topic. But, you know, this is just an opportunity for Pez to uh, hashtag uh, rant and rave. Like a, a bit of a crazy person. He seems a bit grumpy, Pez. uh this season hasn't been going well for him and Pez. I'm, I'm handing all of it straight over to you. Just, just Pez is mad.
1: Yeah, well, I've spoken about a couple of things, and we won't mention uh, <laughs> North's jersey uh, again because I'm, I'm furious about that. Uh, Fury. I don't even want to say anything more. But the thing that really pisses me off a lot, source, is commentators. And we, we used to have so many good commentators in the game, and we're just trying to. The commentators trying to come off, come across as a character, especially if they're on TV on Channel Seven. And it, it just really it boils my blood, and I, I really hate it. And it's one thing that commentators say, and, and you would have heard this source. Any footy fan would have heard this. They kick, they get the ball in, the, in defense. There's a bit of a turnover. They kick it out to halfback. The commentators say, oh, and they're on here. I reckon 80% of the time when the commentator says, and they're on here, the player at halfback stops because everything else upfield is actually guarded, and they have to do a short kick to the boundary line. I hate hearing that. So, um, and they're on here, watch uh, this week and, and, you know, for the rest of the season. See, when the commentator says, and they're on here, let's see if they actually get on and actually get a shot at goal or if it's just, if it's a standstill. All right. So I'm going to tell you that uh, every time I hear that. Source, have you heard that before? I have. Uh,
0: yep. Especially
1: It's actually funny you mentioned
0: that because it must have been uh, one of the games we were watching that I actually mentioned it to the mate I was with. I'm like, they say they're out here a fair bit, but they don't actually seem to be getting out. It's like a, a structured rotation on the swing. And, you know, or, or that one of it's like, oh, if it bounces here, they're out. And then as soon as they get the ball, it's a holding the
1: ball. And you're like, oh, hang on a tick. <laughs> if they're out there, they're out there. Like it's,
0: yes. Yeah, so- if they're
1: out, I'm, I'm expecting a player to be free, you know, 40, 50 meter kick, and then another player to be free over the top. And then they get like a Jeremy Cameron special goal over the top. That's what I'm expecting to happen. I can't see the rest of the ground like the commentator can. Their job is to paint a picture for me and when they say, and they're on here, and they have to stop and kick back, it, it's just, it's, it's no good. Um, the other thing, just from commentators and just shortly, I'm going to keep this short source, is um, Joe Watson. You know, you know, Brownlow medalist or not a Brownlow medalist, if, if you want to go down that route, I don't really care. But him on the telecast, uh, I don't know, I don't want to swear anything, but he is boring as all bad shit. Um, everything that he says does not add anything to to anything at all on the, on the telecast. We, he just repeats stuff that actually happens and doesn't add any expertise or any uh, special comments or anything. And that that's his job there. And he's only there because of his name and because he's an ex-AFL player and because of his father, Tim Watson. Joe Watson, he needs to resign or he needs to get sacked because have a listen to him. It'll put you to
0: sleep. <laughs> Perry, Jesus, whack. Pez goes whack. Uh, one of the things that I, I will actually I agree with you there is the, the whole premise of expert commentators. You know, one of the things that annoys me the most at the moment is that they do Phil Davis, expert commentator. How can he be an expert commentator when he's just an AFL player? He's an expert footballer. He's not an expert commentator. He's never commentated in a day in his life. That really annoys me, that one, uh, when they say expert commentator. Don't get me wrong. Love hearing his insight, and he is good to listen to. Um, I think there's a few of the Channel 7 boys that uh, don't offer much in their commentary and either sit on the fence and don't make a call, answer the question by repeating the question and then still not giving an answer, or the best one, uh, give you both answers. That's my best. That's the, my favorite one, Pez. Do uh, they give you both oh, answers?
1: happens all the time, and it, sometimes I want to sync it up to the, um, to the radio source and actually listen to some decent commentary like we've done before. And sometimes you just want to turn it down and, and not even listen to it because it it just doesn't add anything and and the people on there just really annoy you. So um, I, I was quite angry about that and, and a couple of things in the round, but we'll we'll cut this short because we've got to get into uh, the best part of, of the podcast source. Soft review.
0: It's no official review. How does it end? We don't know. They kind of lost, but they won as well.
1: And uh, don't the fans love it because they, they say they they don't know. The fans do know because they they follow us on Twitter at Behind the Bound and they saw everything coming out and everything turning green and just that percentage and ROI rising, rising through round three. Uh, source, you're, you're able to save your season, you know, copying one of Pez's bets and, uh, oh, you know, luckily getting, luckily getting Carlton in your fourth leg there. You would have been on Struggle Street, but... Uh, we're absolutely flying here at behind the boundary.
0: Bez, we were flying last week. I was not worried at all. I was uh, I was very happy with where I was. I, as I said it's it's hard just being as good as I am at betting and just continually rolling in the green. I had to make it a challenge. so setting myself up with a, a you know sitting in a, what is a minus 10 minus 15 ROI. And uh, backing it up after copying a little bit of flack from you last week, Mr. Mister Peacock over there, Mr. Look at Me, uh, and uh, pulling out a massive ROI for the round three and uh, getting my season back on track. Oh, you you
1: love to see it. Uh, it. It's good when we're both up and about, uh, Source. It's it's hard, you know, doing it by myself all the time, but uh, we'll get into our, our review and see where we, you know, what we're talking about and, and where we got those green ticks and, and how we made the money.
0: Yeah, well, I'll start off with a uh, round three pairs. Uh, I staked for the round seventy-five bucks and uh, absolutely returned. Everything. Uh, and the reason I only stake 75, pests is because my round uh, two wasn't that bad. Missed a lot of legs by uh, one. But uh, that's a, a bit of a trend that uh, I don't have this week, thankfully. But uh, the first game, uh, we had Sydney versus the Dogs. And uh, I thought Sydney were going to get it ho- over the line there. It was a, uh, a cracking game. But they just couldn't seem to get within that uh, that six points for majority of the game. They got a couple of... Uh, uh, interesting free kicks is the the way that I'd like to describe it. I've got a mate who continually texts me about uh, the Western Bulldogs free kicks, but Sydney unable
1: to cover the line of plus four and a half. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get up either. I had Sydney one to 39 and a couple of goal scorers I- involved in that. It was my uh, cheeky and it was my bonus and it, and it didn't get up. So not a great start to the round, but interesting you say that. I think that watching the game, if you didn't see the scores source, uh, I would have thought Bulldogs were Uh, given in sydney a demolition because sydney were under so much pressure going the other way the bulldogs midfield absolutely dominated and still kicked themselves nearly out of the game where where sydney were only five points down with a minute to go uh and then boston pally you know sealed the game in that last minute but uh the swans couldn't get over the line after the excitement of the thousand goals and the, the bulldogs midfield pulled through yeah they did Pez And you
0: are right You know, The Bulldogs definitely looked like the team In control for the Whole night But uh, that just shows You sort of the Lackluster power Of, the, of the, the doggies They looked like They controlled Every aspect of the Game and Sydney Sort of hung around Right until that Last Bontepali goal uh, With uh, Bontepali goal Sorry with the uh, Thirty seconds to go. Anyway, speaking of late goals, uh, this game absolutely broke my heart. Bears Essendon oh. versus Melbourne. I had Essendon at the uh, the very generous line. I thought anyway, if they had any heart, the plus twenty six and a half line. But my god, are they? At the moment, they got a little bit downstream. Uh, geez, did they collapse and just give up? And you cannot give up against the the reigning premiers, Melbourne. They put on an absolute show, uh, smashing that line in the last five minutes, just piling on goals.
1: Oh, goal after goal, uh, where Essendon, you know, looked like they were two goals down. They actually kicked, kicked back, and ha- had a shot. Stringer looked like he was on fire for a second, and then just just died in the arse. So uh, I had a three-leg same game multi there. Source had Melbourne minus twelve and a half, so uh, good for me there. Over one hundred and fifty point five, which early in the game, they, they, none of the teams could kick a goal in that first quarter, and it wasn't looking too promising. But I did bring it down a lot. And then Clayton Oliver, 20 disposals, who absolutely dominated on the day where, uh, as I said last week, Petraka actually struggled as well, so uh, the call was there too. So $25, return 50. Uh, I was happy with that because I hadn't lost anything. Uh, only a bonus and i was making profit already
0: yeah i was in the same spot pez uh not lose not winning anything uh but not losing anything either it was like two (laughs) weeks of not winning anything but uh pez great call with the uh the oliver and him getting a lot of the pill there that's why you listen to the bet slip pez uh you got to get that extra insight and a massive call from you there
1: yeah and uh the next call i thought was um uh, a bit of an ask minus 21 and a half but i thought port adelaide would win by five plus goals here and at stages it looked like they were source. they were they're up by 22 24 a couple of times adelaide kicked back port adelaide went back in front and port adelaide looked like a, a team last year in the home and away season where they were actually dominating the game getting the ball forward and and kicking away but they just couldn't defend and adelaide crows just kept you know picking away they had a little bit of heart they they kept the effort kept their heads up and uh, Adelaide ended up winning the game, so that bet at the two dollar line was a, a loss of twenty five dollars for me.
0: Yeah, I still clear uh, of this one, Pez, and I was lucky for that. Uh, as you said, just uh, Port Adelaide looked like looked look, looked in control at the games, but there were times where they just looked also in absolute disarray their structures went to went to the shit and uh it's interesting how panicked they looked in that last quarter when adelaide were coming you know for a young side I like adelaide to uh you know steamroll port adelaide in that last quarter it's pretty concerning for
1: for port adelaide fans yeah not not great at all especially Owen three uh ooh, when a lot of people had them touted for top four the next game was uh, the Expansion Club Showdown, the Giants and the Suns source. I, I had myself a three-leg same-game multi. Uh, I was all over the GWS Giants here. First-half result uh, for GWS to be in the lead. GWS minus 7.5 total game line. And then Lockie Whitfield, uh, a safe bet to get 20-plus disposals. It was $2.50 odds, had 25 on it, and returned my sixty-two
0: fifty. Yeah, I steered clear of this one, Pez. Uh, it was a good bet by you on that one, um, but... I thought GWS would win. Too hard to predict with them, the way that they don't show any fight. Uh, and coming against Gold Coast, who had been spirit of the last couple of weeks, uh, it was a bit disappointing for Gold Coast to sort of blush, show, show away like they did in that last quarter. They looked really, really... Um, again, they looked a bit all over the place, and uh, that will happen with the young team. But, you know, the, the usual suspects for the GWS, Toronto, Caniglio, Green, they all got their 30-plus disposals pairs and uh, looked pretty impressive. Uh, again, against a weaker side, they looked pretty impressive, though.
1: Yeah, and the next game, we've got Collingwood and Geelong, and uh, surprisingly, we had the same bet, source, and uh, it was ended up being free money because uh, Tom Hawkins did kick one of the first nine goals. Which goal did he kick, Sauce? The third goal. The third goal of the game. And yep, was, and he actually
0: uh, he actually could have kicked the second one, Pez, but he uh, did, it, as he always does, a little bit of an unselfish chip. Uh, I don't know why he did it. He just he put someone else under pressure, but a uh, nice little uh, third goal there to salute in the first quarter. Love and life. Well, well lucky uh
1: Uh, Moneyball gave us nine lives (laughs) and and not only the one there, but um, it was $25 we both put on, uh, $2 odds. So you double your money there, get the 50 back. We love it. And we didn't have to sweat the topsy-turvy game it was uh, with the massive
0: comeback. Yeah, it's nice to double up early in the round, get a nice little 25 on the plate first quarter, especially with the way that that game unfolded. Speaking of unfolded, Pez, absolutely did they fold North Melbourne. We've already sort of spoken to this, Pez. You were up shit creek for this one. I steered cleared, uh, not knowing how North would respond. And, uh, well, I didn't expect them not to turn up. So that's a little bit different.
1: Oh, it's absolutely uh, unbelievable. It's not unbelievable, actually. This is North Melbourne we're talking about. And for them to not even put up a fight and say, you know what? We're down by 80, 80 odd points here. We're not losing by 100. Let's put in the extra effort. Uh, let's show some pride to our jumper and our club. Probably looked at their their mate in the, in the jumper that they were wearing and said, no, no one cares about this jumper. So let's lose by over 100. And you know what happens when teams lose by over 100? They never wear that jumper again.
0: Oh, is that a true fact there? So let's be on uh, North shit jumper watch and see if they uh, they wear that again, Pez. But uh, that can be expected for North Melbourne. They'll give up a couple of games. Uh, I didn't expect the 100-point loss, but they'll give up a couple of games where they just get blown out of the water. Right, on to the next game, Pez, as we've already spoken to, the big comeback from the Hawks. I had a three-league same-game multi in this one. And, uh, Pez, I was uh, looking pretty good early. Um, Carlton were winning by 40. Patrick Cripps kicked two goals in the first quarter. And even the <laughs> over was uh, right on pace. And, and then by the end of the game, the only league, I hit was the uh of crips two goal, uh, goal, so that was my bonus cheeky, uh, and I was looking really good there, but uh, didn't
1: get uh, the money for that one. Yeah, I was watching the uh, St Kilda Richmond game in the first quarter, and I kept looking at the score, and then I was like, I've got to get this game on on the iPad here and have a look at the end. And Carlton were able to to hold on uh, by the by the point there and uh, get. Uh, over the line by under a goal against uh, Hawthorne, who you know were on top of the ladder before the round. But you're cheeky, no good. My bet was actually put in uh, together with the St. Kilda and Richmond game there, source, uh, as you would have seen. And Carlton's collapse cost me in the end because I had a, a multi. It was paying $11.28, source. So very, very cheeky. Put my $25 bonus bet from my multi uh, from this round. And I had Carlton halftime leader, which got up. Carlton minus eight and a half. So they couldn't even win by nine. And then the next game, St Kilda head to head, which they won, and then Maxi King most goals, which was which was paying juicy four dollars twenty there by itself. So um, not to be, uh, could have had another couple of hundred to the kitty there source, but I'm glad you, you copied my Max King most goals bet and got a little bit of profit for the
0: pod. Did, didn't even know that you placed it, Pez, but as I said earlier in the pod, uh, the subliminal messages that you made there, my finger was just doing all the work. I looked down and I'm like, oh my God, i have just I've just put a bet down on uh, Max King there. So I gave you the, the buzz and you're like, copycat. I'm like, come on, mate, you need to stop uh, speaking to me when I'm sleeping and speaking to me all the time at Max King. It's just in my head, but it was a great little salute for me, Pez. 80 bucks straight in there. Free money that one was... Uh, after, after th- fourth quarter, it was definitely free money. At uh, three-quarter time, it didn't look too good, but the big king saluted in the end. Uh, king of the goals, Pez, and uh, king of the jungle, too, against
1: those Tigers. Oh, yeah, and uh, he'll be the king of many more teams to come this season. <laughs> uh, the next game was uh, the Derby, at West Coast versus Fremantle, and I was quite confused. I know West Coast had a lot of ins, and I thought Fremantle were, were pretty good money at two bucks, source. But what I did is uh, I was watching the game and thought, you know what, I'll eat into my profits from the round here and see if I can, you know, add to the kitty a little bit more. I put the max 50 down, just a two-legger, no insurance or anything like that. Fremantle plus 22 and a half and under 171 total game points. And we know Fremantle like to, you know, freeze it up and uh, have a low scoring games over there. So that that won really, really easily. It was only a seventy five odds, but it had the little multiplier 1.02 and and returned around $87 odd dollars, So it was good. Yeah, I I spoke about this in the pod
0: uh, last week saying that uh, I was all over Fremantle and I was all over Fremantle in my personal PES, but I had too many beers on the Sunday to to risk putting down a bet and couldn't work out my sports bet uh, account, the two different accounts there, so I end up steering clearing, but uh, anyone who jumped on Sources Advice would have made a nice profit. I don't know how they were outsiders, I don't know how they were giving away a plus two and a half line, Uh, and it was just, it was literally free money there for everyone.
1: Well, that's it. And we get to our multis. I had two multis, as you know, source and the, the bonus that I used uh, would have worked out really well. But I lost on Sydney on the sports bet account one. You had to put in four and I put in Sydney as a, a bit of a juicy one and uh, it didn't work out for me in the end. And i got the other three legs, got my bonus and then lost that on the little Carlton minus eight and a half. So lost the twenty five dollars there.
0: Yeah, and I uh, I had a big round with the, the multi. It was actually the main thing of my, uh, my round that won. I had uh, the max bet down on Melbourne, GWS, Geelong and Carlton. Geelong and uh, Carlton made me sweat a little bit there, Bez, but uh, I definitely enjoyed the $210.34
1: there to add to my uh, the growing kitty. Yeah, well, my other uh, max multi, the $50 one, uh, had all the teams bar Sydney. You only need a three-legger. At tab and uh, got my one hundred and forty fifty back, so uh, had a, had a decent round. Uh, what where we go? We go stakes uh, two hundred fifty returned three hundred ninety fifty, ROI fifty six point two percent, which is uh, pretty solid source. Oh,
0: that's it's pretty average really. Um, I had uh, <laughs> stake seventy five returned three hundred and forty dollars and thirty four cents pairs, and my ROI was uh, bigger than my winnings, which is always a good sign. So three hundred and fifty three. Uh, well, ROI 0.7. I don't even know how to say that because I'm just, I'm normally speaking in dollars when it's that sort of amount feds. Uh over to you, you loser.
1: Yeah. No, big, <laughs> big percentage for the round source, but you do have to remember your, your horrible percentage in, in round two. <laughs> and uh, Go from there. But no. the year to date source, that's what matters. And uh, you're looking good there too. I've staked uh, $645, returned 810.55 for an ROI of 25.66%. So, Uh, Just loving that at the moment and want to continue rising. Yeah, we talk every
0: year. We want to be about the ten percent Pez, and uh, when you're double that after the the first three rounds, you're loving life. And uh, I'm definitely loving life. I quadruple that, I am. Uh, staked four hundred and five for the round. after uh, for the for the round. I would never do that. I would always stick to the rules. Staked it for the year Pez, four hundred and five and returned uh, five hundred and sixty-seven dollars and eighty-four cents. An ROI of forty point two percent, and uh, in a really great spot. Uh, that's always my rule, Pez. You know, uh, ROI ten. One every round and I'm at round four, 40%. So I'm laughing.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll just to see what happens in round 11. <laughs> when you get to 110%, that'll be, that'll be amazing. Yeah, my, minus uh, 110%. Little, that's fine. The little emojis up behind the bound. I've got the, uh, looks like the champagne glass that's popping sauce. And you've got, I think what's uh, a meteorite just uh, heading, heading out to space because you, you're on
0: fire. No, Pez, that's not a meteorite. That's uh, that's the Phoenix. That's the Phoenix flame. You know, the, you know what the Phoenix means—the new life. The Blue Phoenix. Have you ever seen those when they come together?
1: No. Um, no. Let's uh, get into the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the size of the bets was relatively small.
0: Our bets with an opportunity about fifty meters out. I
1: was with a mate, and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, I think I'm gonna. Whack 10 on on Maxie, do you want, do you want some as well And not? I said,
0: oh yes. yes, yes, yes. I mean, that was a little rude, Pez. I was in the middle of talking and uh, you've just put something
1: on uh, out of the way. So a little bit disappointed in you. Mate, people uh, listen to this podcast driving to work. We don't want any accidents on the road from them falling asleep. So let's get into the <laughs> specials.
0: Shino takes a special and goes bang.
1: You know, uh-huh. I would
0: liken this to a little bit of bullying, Piz. You're better than that. Okay, you're better than that. Oh,
1: well, give me the definition of bullying while I talk about these <laughs> round four betting specials. Uh, <laughs> we start off with Sportsbet, who have kept the same. They've got the three-plus league AFL same game multi Thursday and Friday. You can double your winnings in bonus bets up to $100. Uh, the best uh, promotion yet, source of the year still belongs to sports bet because they've got four plus leg head-to-head afl multis one or two legs fail you get a bonus bet back and uh my one leg failed last week i got a bonus back and source you, yours didn't fail you didn't need the promotion and, and you got your biggest win of the year so that was fantastic uh we had to tab tab have the head-to-head multi uh, afl special as well I like the three plus leg one here. One leg fails, you get a bonus bet back up to 50 bucks. we have got the same thing with the it's the same game multi and AFL special, all games from tab. So if you're going to do one, head over to tab three plus legs, one leg fails, you get your bonus back. And if you're, you're heading into a venue, a tab venue, you lead at halftime and your team ends up losing, you can get a bonus bet back up to 50 bucks as well uh, without lockdowns and things. And you can head to tab. That's a pretty good deal. Ladbrokes have got the same game multi Thursday only Thursday and Friday games, so you've got to be careful with with that. They try and get you on that, and they've got two dollar lines on Thursday and Friday games as well. They've got a mega multi as well, four plus legs, but it's not as good as sports bets and tabs. So if you're going to do a multi, uh a sports bet first, tab second, uh, Ladbrokes in third. Neds they've got two dollar lines of course Thursday and Friday, same as them, but they've also got the early payout. If your team's up at twenty uh, at halftime. They'll pay you out. So your team's up by 20 at halftime. Usually they're going to lose, but uh, on a rare occasion, they do do lose there. Same game multi uh, as well. One refund per day. So a little bit different source. You've got Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. One refund per day. Bet365 have brought out the AFL early payout as well. If your team goes 32 points up anytime during the game, you get paid out. Um, we're not going to talk about that other one that's there on the graphic. I'm just trying to find another... Um, betting agency to put there instead of uh, that really really shit one called points bet um, and then Moneyball ball source another special this week in the Geelong Brisbane game by either Patrick Dangerfield or Lockie Neal to kick a goal in the match so anytime goal scorer Patrick Dangerfield or Lockie Neal it's paying two bucks you can put a max bet of $25 on that so thank you very much yeah, that one's pretty good, Pez, uh, because Patrick Dangerfield,
0: anytime goal score is a uh, dollar forty, and Neil for that is two twenty. So you're basically getting a dollar four, uh, two dollars for a dollar forty. Um, you know, normal bet. So that's pretty good
1: from uh, uh, Moneyball. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll probably we'll we'll see if one of us takes it or both of us take it, um, this round. And we start with. Uh, the
0: Thursday night game. We do, Pez. Uh, we, we talk about that Adelaide crowd before, uh, and hopefully Port Adelaide show up for this one against the reigning premiers. Adelaide Oval, Thursday night. Port Adelaide are coming outsiders at 3 dollars eight. Melbourne, the favourites at $1.36. The line for this one, minus 17.5, favouring the Ds, and the over under total points is 166.5. Pez, can Port Adelaide break this
1: winless slump? Well, you... you... Could say it's a danger game for Melbourne, uh, playing away from home. But uh, I, I do, I am going to put a few things together in the same game multi here, uh, thinking that Port Adelaide will show some heart and actually try and uh, score more than the other team. But we'll we'll see how we go. Can you press that uh, little cheeky button for me? Cheeky. We've we'll put a three league same game multi together here. Source. Uh, we'll see if Melbourne, you know, actually want to continue to push um, and win. I know Ben Brown isn't coming back into the side. So I've put Melbourne to win by 1-39. to 39. Um, Their 40-plus is actually uh, paying lower than that. So Melbourne to win 1-39. to 39. Bailey Fritch, the, the man with the, the, I don't even know if you call it hair or um, whatever it is glued to his head there, to kick two-plus goals. And then Melbourne to lead at every quarter. So lead at quarter time, half time, three-quarter time. And win the game in between one to thirty-nine points. Of course, it's six dollars seventy-one. Source, and i have put twenty-five on it, uh, and and hoping that I can get close on that one.
0: It's not a little bad, uh, little multi there, Pez. Uh, I I don't mind that at all. I've gone something a little bit different. I have gone with a uh, well, not really different at all. It's a three league same game multi Pez, <laughs> and uh, but I I I don't agree with the, what you're saying about um. Melbourne winning the, all the quarters. I think that they might actually uh, drop the first quarter, and that's why I've gone with uh, three legs. Um, Port Adelaide to get uh, within 4.5 points So first quarter line plus 4.5 So with my bet Pez You'll still be able to get in there I think Port Adelaide come out And I agree This is definitely a danger game for the power uh, I reckon Melbourne 1-39 to 39 is bang on Pez Hopefully they don't disappoint uh, Like they did last week against the Bombers And I've just gone Melbourne head-to-head Pez So realistically the only thing that I'm, I'm hoping for Is Melbourne 1-39 And Port Adelaide to be within striking distance In the first quarter That gives me $4.30 Pez And I've put 4 uh,
1: 25 on that one. Oh, well, there we go. We'll see. Hopefully, the 1 to 39 gets up because uh, that'll be good for the pod. It definitely
0: would be, Pez. All right, speaking of good for the pod, let's get on to the next game. This should be an absolute cracker, Pez. And, um, I'm heading down to the game. I cannot wait for it. it is Geelong taking on Brisbane Lions at Caninia Park, GMHBA Stadium? The the Cats surprisingly coming in favourites that home ground advantage at the Cattery makes them a dollar seventy eight. Brisbane on the outsiders at two dollars three, and the line for this game minus three and a half. Total over under points one sixty eight and a half. Pez, can Brisbane can stay undefeated
1: and beat the Cats uh, on their own home turf? Uh, yeah, I, I think they do so uh, I'll be all over Brisbane here at the, at the plus $2 odds. Uh, I think they're a well-rounded team. They're, they're playing uh, really good footy. It doesn't help that they beat uh, traffic cones by over a hundred points, but uh, against Geelong now they'll come out. They, they had a, a good outing against the cats last time with about a 40 point win. Uh, so I think they can do it again. Uh, and, and go from there. And hopefully Geelong play pay Patrick Dangerfield down forward or Lachie Neal gets a, a little run out of the centre and uh, snags a goal because I've gone with the Moneyball special source, uh, the, the two bucks, max bet 25, Dangerfield or Neal, kick a goal. I'm laughing. doesn't even matter about the result for me. doesn't even matter about the result, Pez. Uh, I, I tend to
0: agree with what you're saying here. I think that um, Brisbane can actually um, do a little bit of a number on Geelong. They haven't been in good form, and, and like as a fan, I hope that continues Brisbane, but I actually like the way that they play the Geelong uh, ground. I think that uh, I'm going to avoid the the um, money ball bet, Pez. Uh, I just don't have faith in... Patrick Dangerfield's kicking boots. I think that Geelong actually can probably put a stop to Neil. I think they put some heavy work into him. But I have gone with uh, a bet, Pez. Uh, the first time I've been betting on the Cats outside of a money ball special this year, just have you known. I've gone a three-leg same-game multi. I've gone with uh, Tommy Stewart for 20 disposals. He gets that in his sleep. Leading disp- uh, disposal getter last week against the Magpies. And Tommy Atkins, slowly uh, slowly grabbing some traction in that midfield. Gets a couple of minutes in there. Averaging about 18 disposals, Pez. He's great value, for fifteen at a forty-three, and I've gone with uh big Jeremy Cameron to continue to get out the back pairs. I think Hawkins gets a little bit more uh, work put into him, uh, even despite the you know the leading up aspect of Hawkins will free up Jeremy Cameron. I've got him to keep three or more goals pairs as well for my three league same game multi with tab. That gives me odds of three dollars thirty at twenty-five bucks on that one.
1: Doesn't Daddy love a over the back goal as well? Oh, he does. <laughs> he
0: loves it, mate. Loves it. <laughs> But that's, that's what you want from your tall forward. You want your tall forward to be also be able to compete for that mark. And, uh, you know, if you've got another tall timber there, Pez, why not make up the scraps? Uh, you know,
1: hopefully uh, hopefully he gets a couple and we're both laughing for that one. No, if it's working for him, yeah, yeah might as well do it. Um, and we, we head to the, the Saturday source where it's action-packed and the, the first game should be a Perla. Uh, I can read the sarcasm in
0: your voice there, Pez. It is Sydney taking on your favourite team, North Melbourne. Hopefully they wear a different uh, jumper. And it's very rare to see a, a line and a uh, a dollar amount. I guess this this early in the season, round three, and North Melbourne coming heavy outsiders at nine dollars thirty, almost cracking the ten buckaroo mark there, Pez. Dollar six favourites are the Swans. Minus forty two and a half is the line over one fifty two and a half, Pez do North redeem themselves after a, a just, you know, pretty despicable sort of uh, week last week with their jumpers, the scoreline, their efforts. Can $1. they win you some six. money back?
1: A dollar six is disgusting. You can't put anything anywhere on this game. Like, can you, can you trust North? You might be able to pick your own line plus a hundred and still get a decent price on North. If you, if you really wanted to, but um, I'll put the, the hazard sign up there, the steer clear. I'm uh not touching this game, Uh, it's either Sydney could have a field day or they could, uh, you know, rest up and just go to a training session and and just have a comfortable six-goal win or whatever it might be. Uh, you, You just don't know with this one, so I'm staying away from it. That's going to be my trend uh, all season, Pez. You can't touch
0: North Games, and this is no exclusion for this one. The Swans should get this done pretty easy. I think a few of them will just coast as well. That's why that line is a little bit in doubt. right, we get on to the next game. Collingwood taking on West Coast. Uh, The MCG, $1.36 favoured the Pies after an impressive week last week falling short. West Coast, $3.16. Uh, the outsiders minus 18 and a half is the line and the total over under points is 169 and a half.
1: Yeah. It, it's strange to me that uh, West coast are over $3. Yeah. And I, I, not that I don't agree with it source. It's just that there were favorites against Fremantle last week uh, when their players were coming back in, you'd imagine they get a few more players back here, but they just haven't had the, the best preparation for the season. You can see it in their gameplay. Uh, they, they don't have that, that fight and that will to get the ball. Fremantle absolutely dominated uh west coast on, on the weekend and, and won quite easily it was actually embarrassing that uh, it was a derby so if you were a west coast fan and you were over there it was just uh it wouldn't have been an enjoyable afternoon or evening i would have thought and for the reason for them playing in melbourne you know they don't play very well in melbourne collingwood should win pretty comfortably but um it, i just don't want to go near this one either uh with, with collingwood you know their kicking game they, they're a dollar twenty or a dollar twenty-four, whatever they are, you, you can't trust them at that price either. Against West Coast, anything could happen in this game, so the hazards up against steer clear.
0: Yeah, there's nothing, nothing uh, going well for West Coast, and there's nothing in this game. Just from the analytics point of view, pointing towards West Coast, they don't travel away from uh, home well. They're playing it an up and about Collingwood. Uh, you know, there was a press conference last week where Adam Simpson said it's a bit hard to prepare for a game when you're still meeting players, uh, you know, for the first time at training sessions. You know, trying to prepare for an AFL game. Uh, West Coast is in disarray. They don't handle pressure well. They're not very resilient. But in saying that, Pez, they're playing a team that finished in the bottom four last year. They
1: can't be trusted. Collingwood. So I'm steering clear as well. Yeah, and uh, I don't blame anyone for for steering clear. I'm going to say those two games that I am steering clear of, source, I'm probably not going to touch uh, over the round anyway. When it gets when it gets closer to it, so um, don't expect those signs to be going anywhere anytime
0: soon. Anytime soon, Pez, and uh, just a correction from that game. I said it was the MCG because that's I thought that's all. Uh... You know, all Collingwood ever played at, but they, this is obviously an away game for them because they're actually travelling to Marvel Stadium for that one. Uh, because of the big blockbuster at the G, Richmond Tigers are taking on the Western Bulldogs. 251 Outsiders, other Tigs, and fifty three you can get for the Doggies. Minus 10.5 is the line in favour of the Dogs, and the over under total points, 169.5 Pez Can Richmond bounce back,
1: or is the Dynasty dead? Well, uh, they they are missing uh, a few premiership players that would be uh, very important. We don't know uh, the status of Dusty Martin and a couple of players that are uh, injured. Dylan Grimes came back last week and uh, went off with another hamstring injury. So it's not going good, not going very well down at Tigerland. They've had their one win at the MCG against the Travelling Giants side, who were very disappointing. Uh, They're up by 15 points at three-quarter time against Carlton and ended up losing by 25. Uh, they were up by 25 against the saints ended up losing by 33 all damage done in that second half source. So where I'm going here, the Bulldogs, their midfield was super impressive. And I think their midfield can put the pressure on Richmond and, and get their uh, forward. When Richmond removed the ball forward, the Bulldogs will be able to take the intercept mark and run the other way. Um, but what I've done is I've just gone into the fourth quarter source. So just a single bet here, the fourth quarter line, I've put the Bulldogs minus two and a half. So I don't know what happens in the first three quarters yet. And I've still put this bet on Bulldogs minus two and a half. They have to win the fourth quarter by itself by three or more for my bet to get up. It's a dollar 90 odds. I'll put 25 on it.
0: Yeah. I love that thinking in the last quarter pairs. Richmond, um, they've got enough talent in there to be able to stick with teams for about half a game. And we definitely saw the decline uh, they're definitely past it. I think that the dynasty, you know, I th- think it's unfair to say a dynasty is dead after they didn't make the finals last year. And, you know, they're probably not bouncing back without a full team and having injuries. But uh, they are in trouble a little bit if they don't get their players back. Um, I think the dogs are still a little bit inconsistent for my liking. I'm steering clear, pairs, but fifty three, I definitely have snuck the dogs into uh to my multi.
1: Oh, very good. I like how you've uh, given the listeners a little bit of a... a a preview of that as well and said you, you are steering clear but um they are they are in your thoughts
0: they definitely are in my thoughts, Pez. Uh, that's a funny way to put that. Uh, all right, we get on to <laughs> Fremantle taking it on GWS. The bookies can't split these ones, Pez. $1.86. Well, actually, they can. $1. eighty-six for Frio and $1.98 for the GWS Giants. Minus one and a half is the line over under total game points, 158 and a half. Pez, SBS Stadium, our favourite uh, ground. Can the Giants travel over there and do a number on the Dockers?
1: Look, I know... Um Tom Green's having a good season in the midfield there for the Giants and they've got the talent, but they haven't proven anything anywhere. And I don't understand these odds. I, I, I really don't. Um, Fremantle playing at home, they just, you know, tailed up a, a lowly West Coast Eagles. They did lose to St. Kilda the week before that, but their, their defensive structures in the last few years under Longmuir have, have actually been very good. They had Tabena, you know, coming to the side last week. So they've got another avenue to goal. Uh, I just think you have to be on Fremantle here um at, at those odds what i've done is i've gone to tab and i've put a same game multi together uh i've put freemantle head to head i've put freemantle at the line minus two and a half and i put freemantle pick your own line at minus four and a half hoping um to get a bonus bet if one of those do fail um so i need freemantle to win by five points or more and it's two dollars and five cents and i'll put 25 on it Happy days
0: if that happens. Uh, it's not happy days for you at all, Pez. Uh, there's something really bad about this bet slip. You and I have been on the page for a fair few things, and you know what happens when we're both on the page, on the same page? It absolutely oh. goes to shit. Uh, I totally agree. I don't understand how Fremantle um, are not heavier favourites in this. They've got a home ground. They play SPS well. The GWS Giants are extremely inconsistent. Um, Fremantle have the numbers back. You know they were they were a side that was a lot of people had floating for the eight and, and they're doing that now. They'll be two and you know they knocked off St Kilda who you know people are talking about uh, from the from the first week and uh, I think they'll do the same with our uh, GWS Giants. I've got them actually just
1: a max bet Pez just the dollar eighty six Fremantle head to head for the win. Yeah, well, just just so we know um, about the Giants season, they lost by twenty points to Sydney. You know they were gallant uh, in defeat. They lost to Richmond, uh, but it was by 36 points. And mm-hmm. Richmond, you know, have had a very poor start to the season. Uh, and then they beat, uh, you know, an the, un, the Suns. Uh, unflagged Gold Coast Suns. Like, uh, it's not really anything to write home about. But uh, Fremantle have actually shown something this year. And I would have Fremantle closer to a dollar seventy or a little bit below that. Oh, uh, I'd, I'd probably so. have them the
0: $1.56, $1.60 mark pairs. That home ground for them is a huge advantage. And as you said, those defensive structures... That is not gonna work against a sort of roll the dice GWS side where they just bomb it forward. I I think it's a I think the bookies have got it wrong.
1: Yeah, very very, very interesting. And we head into a wonderful Sunday of football. Yes, we do, Pez. Uh, all right, the, the first game of the
0: Sunday, the one ten uh rubbish time slot that they have the AFL has downed is uh, Marvel Stadium, the Essendon Bombers taking on the Adelaide Crows. forty five. are the Bombers hoping to get their first win. The Crows after their one-point win last week, $2.76 outsiders. Minus 14.5 is the line in favour of the Dons, and the over-under total points is
1: 172.5. Pez, back-to-back weeks for the Crows? No, oh, you, you just don't know, do you? It's that Marvel... Dollar uh, forty-five is way too short if you if you think Essendon's going to win. But um, I, I do think myself I'll be tipping Essendon. I won't be placing a bet on this game as yet. We know it's a Sunday game as well, source, so I have to be pretty confident to place a bet on a Sunday. But uh, I think Essendon can beat Adelaide. Taylor Walker comes back for his first game. And it was announced on on the Twitter page there. So um, interesting to see how he slots back in and uh, if Adelaide can can play Marvel well under the roof there. So. Um, Essendon, I think if a couple of their players get on, Jake Stringer plays well up forward. Uh, is it four meter Peter now? He's, he's up there grabbing marks and, and kicking straight at goal. And uh, I think Essendon get over the line. No bet for me.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, Pez. I think that Adelaide um, Adelaide, whilst were gallant last week, they only put the factors of travel. Essendon are desperate for a win. They will go headhunting for this one. Essendon should do this one easy. $1.45, I'm not touching that at all. So steer clear for me. All right, we get into the Sunday afternoon prime time slot there, Pez. We head over to the MCG Hawthorne taking on your Saints. Hawthorne Outsiders at two dollars five plus three and a half is the line. Dollar eighty favored are your Saints, Pez. Over under
1: 165 5. Pez, how many goals does King kick this week? Well, it depends how many quarters he decides to play for, doesn't it? Um he's just, you know, sitting on nine goals for the season. He's kicked eight of those goals in two quarters. So um very 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 interesting uh, for him and a, a bit of a stat of kicking four plus goals uh for the king he, the games the amount of games taken to kick four plus goals five times josh kennedy from west coast took him 52 games lance franklin who's just kicked a thousand source it took him 45 games and and the king max king it's taken him 41 games to kick four plus goals five times so uh he's must be better than Lance Franklin and Josh Kennedy.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting synopsis there, Pez. Have you got a bet uh, as well
1: as your bullshit there or just got a bet? Now I do. The only worry I have about this game is, is at the MCG and St. Kilda uh, have not, not, not an experienced team at the MCG. So they don't travel down there too often. And Hawthorne, uh, if they do play well at any time, it's usually at the MCG. So, um, Sam Mitchell has got the with two wins, but I think St Kilda win this game. $1.80, I don't mind that price at all. Um, uh, if it was a dollar fifty or something, you don't touch it. But a dollar eighty, really, really like it. I've put a three-leg same game multi together. Uh, I've put St Kilda to be leading at halftime and full time, the double. I've put uh, St Kilda just to win, and then St Kilda plus forty-five and a half, uh, just as the cheeky third leg there. And I'll put the max fifty on it, um, and price boosted it to two dollars twenty-six. So with the price boost, do you get any uh, insurance, Pez? Yeah, I I think I read that, that you do. I'd have to double check it, but make sure you read the terms and conditions before you go into that. Always. Well, I'm feeling
0: a lot more confident about my bet, Pez. Uh, I definitely agree. I think, I actually think the bookies have got this one wrong again. Uh, I think that Saints should be sitting about $1.50. Hawthorne, uh, they beat a struggling North Melbourne. They beat a struggling Port Adelaide. And I think the only reason they were in the game against Carlton is it that it's Carlton and the Realistically, they don't know how to win, and they actually should have had probably a 30-point loss. Uh, Everything in my stats points to St. Kilda, Pez, and the Max King stats that you just pulled out makes me so much more certain about my... uh, Cheeky! Because I have gone exactly down that realm, Pez. The Saints to win. Jade Gresham, he was amazing last week. Him to get 20. He's a real cog in your uh, midfield there. And big Maxi King to kick four or more goals, Pez. That gives me cheeky odds of $6, and I've whacked 10 on that one.
1: Yeah, I I love it. Love everything about it. And I love what you said um, about Max King and about St. Kilda, especially with Hawthorne and who they've beaten, Sauce. That's what you've got to look at. You don't look at the AFL ladder and see where they are. You look at who they've beaten. North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, both 0-3. Absolutely horrid starts to the season.
0: Yeah, and I think that obviously the the bookies have – we're impressed with their performance last week. But realistically, you take out a 10-minute period in that fourth quarter – It was all Carlton, and Carlton put the cues in the racks, and as I said, it was what they needed, but you need to look closer into that game, and and Carlton should have won that by a lot more, and uh, not in the same realm as uh, Carlton at all, so all over the Saints in that one, Pez. All right, that takes us to our last game of round four. We have Gold Coast taking on the Carlton Blues at uh, Metricon Stadium, Pez. Two dollars forty-two outsiders are Gold Coast. The uh, the Blues surprisingly um, only a dollar fifty-seven. I thought that would have been a much much uh, much lower in odds. Uh, minus nine and a half again. Thought it would have been a, a bit of a large uh, sorry a bit of a larger uh, line there. And the over under points one fifty-nine and a half. pairs. the Blues
1: are they the real deal? Oh, it doesn't matter if they're the real deal. They're only playing the Gold Coast Suns uh, up at Metricon. I don't think that they are you know competing for a premiership this year. But they are building um, and and they've got. You know, Patrick Cripps, who's playing an amazing season. Sam Walsh, Adam Cherry, you throw in there. Um, and, and then you go to Kerno, who's, who's back. He's pretty much a new recruit because he missed all of last season. Uh, and Harry McKay. So they've got so many talented players around there. They've just got to continue to gel and continue to play well together and not have collapses uh, for periods of, of the game like they did last week against Hawthorne. They've shown that they can score heavily. Um, and hopefully they show that this week. I don't have a bet on the on the Sunday just yet for the game, but they are in my multi.
0: Yeah, I, I love the Blues in this game, pairs. I've gone a three-league same-game multi. I think that uh, the Blues, that line is way too short. I would probably have that about 18, 24 and a half, but because of the close encounters last week, the, the domino effects happens. It obviously boosts Hawthorne's price, but it also means that Carlton, the bookies are a little bit more cautious with it. They beat the Gold Coast Suns easy. So I've put a 3 leg same-game multi in there. Minus nine and a half. Patrick Cricks, who's kicked a goal in every single game, him to continue that form and kick another one. And I've gone the over, Pez, the 159 and a half. Now, last week, the the Blues didn't get the, the over for their game. But uh, the first two weeks, they've hit over 100 points. They slowed down in that fourth quarter. They should have gone over. That'll still be four weeks in a row where they hit the under or uh, the over. And luckily enough, as I said, the domino effect, that 159 has come down. That gives me odds of $3.90, and I've whacked 25 on it, Pez.
1: Yeah, you, you like that little one a little bit higher, but uh, I don't mind that one at all, Source, and I don't say that about your bets very often. Oh, I'm, in, I'm in trouble now, aren't I? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we head to our multi-source, and uh, I've done the same as last week. I've uh, put put a couple of multis on because I can't stay away from the sports bet and the, and the, and the tab special. The, the sports bet one, I, I can't not put a multi on. Four head-to-head ones. And the ones I'm most confident in is Melbourne, uh, you know, Melbourne to beat Port Adelaide, St. Kilda to beat Hawthorne and Carlton to beat Gold Coast. And I've added in Fremantle in there at $1.89 uh, against GWS. Seven dollars forty-seven. That multi, I've put twenty-five on it, and uh, I'll be I'll be riding that in round four.
0: You definitely will be, Pairs. Uh, as I've sort of alluded to, I've already uh, included the dogs in that multi for me, but I've also included the other ones that I'm absolutely certain about: the Swans, the Dogs, the uh, the Saints, Pairs, and as I just spoke about the Blues. That gives me odds of four dollars fifty-eight, and I've whacked the max fifty on that one, Pairs. Hopefully, back-to-back weeks where we're uh, saluting them, uh, the multi.
1: Yeah, well, that's the first multi I want to salute. My second one is a oh, max multi on. You, you, you can't just keep putting on two multis, mate. Every week you do this. A max multi on tab. <laughs> it's my new thing. I can't say no to this special. Um, on a, it's I mean, don't a put the legs. other don't put the other bet on. I can't say no to the sports bet special either. Oh, Jesus. What, what am I meant to do? Throw money away? I don't know, maybe st- no, maybe play by the rules. Play by the rules. I'm that's what to- you did
0: last week. You threw money away. If you'd only build- if you'd
1: stuck by the rules,
0: you would have had a great multi that you won.
1: Not have no, a build- half a loss and half a win. Build the kitty, $3.84 odds for these three teams to win, Melbourne, St Kilda, and Carlton. Um, max 50, Just you've you got to love it, Sauce. If both of those multis get up, that's just, um, I don't know, three 300% or whatever we're talking about. Yeah, it should be void because it doesn't count. You
0: broke the rules, Pez. Read those terms and conditions. Well,
1: you saw what I did last week, and you couldn't do anything
0: about it. You can't do anything about it this week either. I'll speak to the media ma- manager who uh, dropped the ball this week, Pez, that intern dropped the ball. Yeah, we'll speak to the intern about it. Don't speak to me live on the pod. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's tell us, uh, speaking to the media manager, Pez, where
1: can all our good fans uh, find us? Yeah, at Behind the Bound, you'll see what Source is talking about with uh, the media manager, uh, the intern, absolutely on fire uh, for the first four rounds. You know, they might, not, uh, they might not have their job after this week if Source has anything to do with it. But Source, if you didn't win that multi and Hawthorne got over the line, you might not have had a job this week either.
0: Uh, please pod without Verpez, without me. There's no pod.
1: No, well, you might nope. have killed behind the boundary if uh, if Hawthorne won with your poor betting performance for the start of the year.
0: Oh, stop being a rubbish rubbish person, mate. You're uh, you, right. you, you know what? You had a bit of a, a bit of an angry spiel at the start, and I'm going to have an angry one if you keep this bullying up. And I did look it up: repeated pressuring and making fun of. And I've forgotten the definition, but uh, <laughs> it's not
1: good. It definitely points to you bullying me. Well, if that's true, I I didn't mean it, and I'm, I'm sorry. Is that what you say? And then you get a slap on the wrist keep going. It's yeah, all good. Okay, well, yeah, make fun of me next week, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Um, And uh, enjoy the round of footy, round four. If you like any of those bets, follow along with them. I'm Pez.
0: Peace out. I'm still Sauce. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a bet, make it responsibly.